So we've, uh, we've tracked with this story through Luke's eyes of the birth of Jesus, starting with Zechariah and Elizabeth, and uh, then with Elizabeth and Mary. So Zechariah goes to the temple, and he's told by an angel that he's going to have a baby. He's not sure. He can quite believe it. He asks for assurance, and the angel says, you aren't going to speak uh, for a while. And then uh, Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who's Zechariah's wife, and, uh, and the two of them meet, and John, embryo John, baby John, unborn baby John, recognizes God's presence in, the, in Jesus, and, uh, and he leaps within his mother's womb, and all of a sudden, the three of them are caught up knowing that Jesus is, is God, he's the Messiah, and he's about to be born. And so Mary responds with that beautiful song from last week, and that's where we pick up the story. So uh, as we were seeing the scripture illustrated there, that's the part of the story we're at. And uh, it's kind of interesting that it plays out the way it does. In this scene, I think is so integral to the story. Um, if I look back at, uh, at our two children and their birth, I remember coming up to it, getting ready, and trying to decide what we were going to name them. Uh, when our daughter Emily was born, we weren't sure. We didn't know. We didn't uh, do any of those tests in advance, so we didn't have any gender reveal party or anything like that. We didn't know. And so we had two names picked out. One if it was a boy and one if it was a girl. If it was a boy, it was going to be Ezekiel Jeremiah. Two prophets' names. And just to keep things simple, we used the same initials. And, and if she was a girl, well, Emily, you know that. Her middle name's Jean after my grandmother. Now, when, what I should tell you is that when we did that, it was a little bit of a surprise in her family because Roxanne is, is uh, her middle name is Elizabeth, and she's in a line, at least four women in a row that had the name Elizabeth either as their first name or their second name in her family line. So the women were handed down this name Elizabeth, and we stopped it there. We blew the whole dynasty. We ended it because uh, we really wanted to name her Emily Jean. And so we broke the pattern, and then, wouldn't you know it, Emily named our, our, our granddaughter Penny, Penny Penelope Elizabeth. So she's picking it up again. So we're the only outliers. And then when our son was born, we kind of debated on the name, and uh, we went back and forth. Roxanne started saying very early on, what about Peter Jr.? And I completely ixnayed that idea. I mean, it, it felt good for the ego, but I didn't really want to name him my name. I, I didn't want... I, I, I'm sure my wisdom is shown and proved now 34 years later, you know, or not 34 years later, 20-something years later. I'm sure that my, uh, my wisdom... Is, is proven that the world did not need a second Peter. Good year, right? So, uh, so we named him Jonah instead, and his middle name is Wesley, so Jonah after the prophet. Notice the theme here. 
and then uh, and then his second name uh, Wesley after John Wesley. Now I don't know if you can think back if you've got kids if you remember what the debate how it started why you decided on the name you did. Some people just say I really like the the sound of that name or I'm looking for an original name I'm looking for something unique that nobody else is naming them. You know, I'm not going to pick the number one name of the year and everybody's naming their kid, you know, Megan or, or, or Emily or something that's really popular. I'm not going to name my boy Justin or Kyle in the year that, you know, that's really popular. I, I'm sure there was a first person and then they're going, why did everybody copy me? And why now? It sounded so unique. And so... You can choose it by, it sounds good. Uh, sometimes it's, it's in the family line, right? It's, it's handed down and you get that name because your grandfather and your great-grandfather or, and, and your dad had that name and you get that name too. Sometimes it's because you get one of those, well, back in the day we used to have baby books, you know, the book with the baby names. And you'd flip through there and look at the meaning, right? And you'd, you'd check the definition of the name and go, hey, that sounds really cool. I, I like the meaning of that name. The name rolls off the tongue. And when people ask me, what does that name mean? And I can tell them that, that sounds really cool. Of course, now we have the internet for that. And so we don't have to buy a book. We just look it up and go, what, you know, what, what names mean what? And is there a list somewhere? And of course, if we pick our name based on the meaning of the name, hopefully it's something that's special to us, right? We, we look at the meaning of the name and we're hoping it means something good. My name means the rock. That's pretty cool. Unless you think of Dwayne Johnson and then I'm a little underwhelming. Unless I flex, right? So, so names can kind of, they can just be, well, I'm just trying to find something that sounds cool. Um, it can be because it's handed down. It can be because it has some kind of deeper meaning. And, and of course, if you read the scriptures very long, you know that names mean a lot in scripture. To the point where uh, Peter in the Bible, the rock, he started off with the name Simon. But then Jesus changed his name and called him Peter. And the Apostle Paul, he wasn't born and christened the, you know, the Apostle Paul. He wasn't even christened the Paul. His name was Saul. But when he gave his heart to Jesus, he became a completely different person. And so they renamed him Paul. And so you can kind of get the theme. And in the Old Testament, often they'll tell you the name uh, and, and what it means. And, and you go, there's a significance to it. It kind of fits the character's story. And so you can understand why it would be important to them to name a baby a certain thing. And so when it was time for Zechariah to have his baby, when, when Mary's, uh, when Elizabeth's pregnancy had come to full term and she gives birth nine months later, uh, it probably felt pretty surreal to Ezekiel, or to Zechariah. That's his name. Zechariah. So Zechariah dreamed about having a baby. He'd waited and he'd planned and he'd hoped and then he'd given up on all that. And then the angel had appeared and told him that he would have a baby. And after nine months, it had to feel pretty unreal to finally be holding this little baby, a boy no less, right? 
And he's looking down at his son, and he's feeling the weight of this moment, and his aging wife is suddenly pregnant, and she's given birth to this baby, and he's looking over at Elizabeth, and he's going, is this really happening? It's a boy, just like the angel had told them it would be, and they're holding him in their arms, and things get really real when you're holding a newborn baby in your arms. Isn't that right? And whether it's your baby or you're just visiting a friend or a family member, that first moment you pick up that baby and cuddle them in your arms and look down at their face, you feel like, like God's got some hope for the human race, that he'd trust us with another baby. And so they're holding them, and it's, it, it's, at that point, it just becomes so real and yet so dreamy at the same time, right? And Zechariah is holding holding his son and he's looking at his face and, and he's handing him to Elizabeth and he's watching her face light up as she's looking at this baby. As she's swaddling him close. Here's his baby boy lying in Elizabeth's arms. And when the neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, the scripture tells us everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. Everyone saw it as God's mercy. Everyone, neighbors and relatives, rejoiced with Elizabeth at John's birth. Everyone saying how kind God had been to Elizabeth. They all came for the circumcision. They, everyone, thought he should be named after his dad, Zechariah. That was their idea, right? It's, it's in the family line. It, it's, it, it goes back as far, at least as far as back as Elizabeth, right? Call him Zechariah. They all admire Zechariah. Zechariah is a righteous priest. They love him. They've been rooting for him all these years. And then when he'd given up hope and they'd given up hope, here's this baby in his arms. Here's this little boy. And they're like, you got to name him Zechariah. Like, that's the only right thing to do at this point. You should name him Zechariah. They all thought that he should be named that way. They're saying, what, and and everyone's saying, what will this child turn out to be for the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. They're, They're all kind of amazed at this moment that it really came to be and that God had blessed them in such a way. And they're all going, look, we gotta mark this occasion. This is really special that God would give Zechariah a baby after all this time, a little boy to hold in his arms. And you should name him Zechariah Jr., And Zechariah is looking down at this baby. He's looking at this boy that he's waited for for so long, that he's prayed for and barely dared to hope for. And he's dreamed about this moment so long, the moment that he would have a child, a son no less. And they're all saying, just name him Zechariah. They know that he's God's gift. And Zechariah literally means Yahweh has remembered. That's a pretty perfect name for this baby, isn't it? Yahweh has remembered. God's remembered. And he's blessed Zechariah and Elizabeth. He'll be a chip off the old block, a servant uh, uh, of God, a righteous man like you, Zechariah. Maybe even a priest. Maybe little Zechariah Jr. would grow up to be a priest just like you and serve God just like you and, and, and win the hearts of the people around him just like you. Wouldn't it be great if he turned out to be like you, Zechariah? Get that they respected and they admired Zechariah so much. That's why they're saying this, right? 
They love him. He's a good man, a good priest. The only thing was that the the angel had told Zechariah that the baby was to be named John. And he told him that he would turn out to be a prophet. Prophets are different than priests. It's, it's John the, pa- the, the prophet, not Zechariah Jr., the priest. And there's this choice to make, and it's, it, it's, it's not just a name, you understand. It's, it's not that it's just a name. And, and, and so Zechariah is looking at his baby boy, and, and they're saying, name him Zechariah. And he's thinking, this could be a really beautiful future. If he was a priest, things could be really good. And I, I wonder if in his heart he didn't pray, please, God, can't he serve you as a priest? A priest is safe. A priest is dignified. Nobody's gunning for a priest. Do you know what they do to prophets? Prophets are never appreciated till after they're dead. Prophets have to speak a hard word that nobody wants to hear. And I wonder if Zechariah didn't look at him and go, can't we just call him Zechariah Jr. and have it done? Can't he just be a priest? Everyone would love that. Everybody's wanting to call him Zechariah. Everybody wants him to grow up to be like me. Couldn't he just do that, God? Couldn't he serve you in that way? Isn't religion supposed to be safe and dignified? Zechariah Jr. sounds so good. The more he looks down at his son... And the more he prays in his heart to God, the more he is pulled back to that moment when the angel said something to him and told him the future that this baby would have and the significant role he would have in the people of God. He's not going to be safe. And everybody's not going to look up to him and and treat him with dignity. But the more he thinks and the more he prays and the more he searches his heart, he motions and he says, get me something, get me a tablet, like get me something to write on. As soon as they hand him the tablet, he writes in big bold letters, his name is John. Which incidentally is the exact same thing that Elizabeth said when the people weren't listening. His name is John and he will become a prophet and he will speak for God and he will get things ready for the Messiah. Easy, safe road. Zechariah Jr., No, because the God who gives babies to senior citizens and virgins, to him, nothing is impossible. To him, ultimate loyalty belongs. That's the God that Zechariah serves. 
So when Zechariah names his baby, he's doing more than just picking what they'll call out when it's time for dinner. He is choosing the plan of God. He is choosing the destiny of this child. He is choosing to cooperate with what God has in mind because it's more important to him to do that than anything, more important than keeping his own child safe. And if you can picture that as a parent... Like, I think if somebody came at me, I could turn the other cheek. But if you came at my kids or my wife, that's a different story. It's a lot harder then, right? Saying his name is John, there's a whole lot of weight, and it's about a whole lot more than his name. So Zechariah, priest Zechariah, righteous man Zechariah decides that he will choose God's destiny for his child and he knows it might involve pain and he knows that most likely people won't understand his message he knows that he'll face rejection he chooses the name anyway It's like he's saying, I've tried safe religion. (laughs) I've tried doing things in a way that people admire. But God, if you've got something in mind here that nobody else will understand, if you're calling me to sacrifice the thing and the person that I love so much right now, my own flesh and blood, here he is. I'm choosing your way over my way. I get it. I believe. Sign me up for your impossible plan. And the same God that calls him to do that is calling you to lean into his kingdom in such a way that you put him first. And this is the kind of thing he means by putting him first that we would choose number one for our children not to be safe, not to be happy, not to have their dreams come true, but to follow God with absolute abandon and to risk everything for his kingdom. And that that would be number one. Before career, before the NHL, before everything that you might hope for them that their hearts would be so committed to the Lord Jesus that they would go anywhere and do anything and risk everything that they have and everything that they are for him, to speak for him and to live for him. So Zechariah makes this choice. And Luke doesn't tell us this story so we will know how this kid got his name. He doesn't tell us so that we'll know the details of the story of another character that comes up in Scripture. He tells us so that he can inspire us to live for God in exactly that same way with complete abandon to risk and and to give ourselves and our families over to him and to ask God to use them more than we ask him to bless them. 
And you have people you love. You need to understand that when Jesus calls you, that's what he's asking for. 